bleep, blah, bleep. <laughs> Ironically, the, the words that kind of killed Gina Carano's career. All right. Ha! Took me a minute to remember who she is. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 damn. Ouch. Ooh, ow, burn. On oh, that wow. And on that note, I don't know if we're going to begin the show that way. That, that's kind of harsh. But anyway. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com and, ch- and check out all of our back episodes. We're really fascinating. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Engage with us on social media at Symbol Pirate Alice, at Symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at Symbol The Watchlist Pod. And pretty please, with sugar on top, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a nice five star review to appease the algorithm gods. Please. <laughs> please. Because there's something I, I really want to hit on. We're going to hit on it later. Okay. But it's been a fascinating week. Yes, but we've also, neither one of us have Apple devices, right? So we can't pad our reviews. Come yeah, on. We, yeah, we can't pad our own numbers. <laughs> so because we're actually above board, we need you to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure of the message I'm supposed to be putting out there. Probably like, not. yes, it would be great if we could pat our own numbers. No, we want other people to pat our numbers. Oh, my Maybe. God. <laughs> or just other people to give our numbers meaning. Actually, I would just like other people to give us numbers. Because yes. you sent me some information this week. Yay, South Korea. Yes, welcome, South Korea. I'm welcome, excited South Korea. that somebody from South Korea has listened to our podcast. And what was the other country that we got a listener from? Um, we've got one listener in India. Cool. One listener in Japan. Oh, two from South Korea. Nice. Five from Spain. Gracias. One in Brazil. Two in Mexico. And one in Canada. That's awesome. We are worldwide, people. This show just went world, 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 worldwide. Yeah. Or we as had... Pitbull would say, Mr. Worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know where the town of White House is or the city of White House? Uh, no. We've got 46 listeners from there. But I don't know where that is. Okay. And then we get a shout out to Chicago, New York, Fitchburg, Philly, Mount yep. Holly, Deptford, yep. Menasha, Richardson. Did I pronounce Menasha wrong? That's in the U.S. still. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. Ashburn, Los Angeles, Brooklyn, and Austin, as well as Madrid. Look at us. Look at us. Woo! We are Ah. getting there. We are slowly taking over (laughs) the podcast world. Right? Watch your ass, Joe Rogan, you piece of shit. We're coming for you. Yeah. Anyway, um... So, Patty and I agreed that this show, we, we, we wanted to talk about just all the shit that we subscribe to. 
and break it down and and so forth. But I, but I saw two things that I really wanted to talk about first. And then you said you had something you wanted to review. I have one thing that I watched that I really would like to talk about. Okay. So since I have two and you have one, you want me to go, then you go, then I go, and then we can talk about our thing? Yes. All right. So the first thing that I... Is that your dog breathing? He has a tasty treat that he is very excited about. <laughs> the sad part is I, I, I feel that. Because I have gotten that way too. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my God! There are fries involved in this. Let me see if I can turn the uh, <laughs> the camera on him. Which will so help all of our listening audience. Yeah, but at least you can see. All right, that's cute. All right, so Albarcus is on their couch, just playing around, being a hap hap happy dog. And playing with a toy and just being a happy yeah. dog. The toy has a treat in it. Look at that. And he does this like jumpy bounce diggy kind of thing like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he just makes so much noise. Oh, that's that's cool. Well, then a special appearance by Albarcus <laughs> as the dog. I have studio dog Chewy here with me too. Who is so much quieter. Well, today. So, oh, this guy got an almost clean bill of health at the vet yesterday. Um, just like his owners, he needs to lose weight. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> and and just like your podcast host co-host as well. So, yay, we're all on a diet. Yeah. Okay. How about that? All right, I'm gonna mute and just yeah. All right. So the the first thing is. Laura recently went to New Orleans with a friend of ours named Terry. So shout out to Terry. And they went and had an amazing time at New Orleans Jazz Fest. They had amazing food. It was incredible. So Matt, her boyfriend, shout out to Matt, and I went to go see The Northman. Ooh, okay. The movie starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, and Willem Dafoe. Also, I didn't know that Nicole Kidman was in that. I didn't know either until her visage graced our screen. And it it is... How do I put this? It is, it is basically Hamlet. Okay. It's, an, it's an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest for revenge... Uh, of his father's murder by the brother. So it's basically Hamlet. And uh, um, Ethan Hawke plays his father, and Nicole Kidman plays his mother. So if you know anything about Hamlet, you kind of know where the story is going. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> ruin. Okay. Anyway. Um it is very Icelandic. Oh. As in, quite a bit in this movie, they speak Icelandic and Nordic and, and all that other sort of... Was of, it filmed in Iceland? It sure as hell was. This oh, movie is cool. so Iceland, nice. Bjork is in it. Really? Bjork wow. herself is in this movie, yes. Mm. And, oh my God. I have to say... It, the trailer makes this movie look like such an action picture. 
it makes it look like Highlander met the Last Kingdom, and you you're gonna go in there and be all like rawr. And what this movie actually is, it is an art house version of those TV shows and and different movies with the Hamlet kind of with feel. Hamlet, yeah, and and. Mm. Not knowing that this was going to be more of an art house picture, the first part of it, I kind of dozed off on it, to be honest with you. Because it was, but not that, mm. not because it was bad, but just because it was quieter, more subdued, a little less. But then shit goes off. It pops off in such a way, it is one of the most violent movies I have seen in quite some time. And And then Laura was asking me, so like, the movie 300 violent and i said that's cartoon violence you know where you see like slow-mo blood splatter on the screen and people doing weird acrobatic shit and that's all cartoon violence this this violence if if it makes sense has such a grounding in a reality and and it is just if you're not prepared for that level of violence you might not want to see The Northman, or you might just want to see it on TV. Mm, okay. The ending is kind of bullshit, to be oh. honest. And only because it just doesn't, in in such a physical term, because it takes place on, on a volcano, where the, the, the bad guy and, and the good guy face off naked. An active volcano? Yes, an active oozing volcano naked squaring off with swords and matt and i looked at each other like are they naked yeah man (laughs) they're naked i'm like and and so swinging swords meant a whole new thing what what you say wow i said their clothes burned off i i have no idea what happened to their clothes but if their clothes burned off their skin would have burned off as well yeah not to mention you would have fallen dead from the sulfuric acid that you were breathing on that mountain put all that logic aside Mm -hmm. it took me a couple of days to analyze the northman in my head and is it a bad movie no it is just not the movie you would expect you need to go into it in an art house sort of flavor and get ready for a lot of violence. Mm. And not just toward adults, toward children. Oh, shit. Yeah, this movie is harsh. Mm. Harsh, harsh, harsh. So, The Northman, Alexander Skarsgård, is it the worst piece of shit I've ever seen? No, by far not. But would I recommend you go see it? Um... Maybe if you are of the mind and you really want a, a a more authentic sort of version of the Last Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And that's currently in theaters, by the way. All right. Okay. So I watched on Apple TV Plus the brand new series called Shining Girls. Okay. It stars Elizabeth Moss. Philippa Sue from Hamilton, Amy Brenneman, Wagner Mora, who played Pablo Escobar in the Netflix Narcos series. Mm-hmm. And it it's based on a book of the same name that came out in like 2013 or so. And it asks the question, 
how do you catch a time-traveling, reality-shifting serial killer? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took there me are... a second to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> yeah. There are eight episodes total with the final episode that's going to drop on June the 3rd. And there are five episodes right now currently available. Oh, no. The fifth episode is coming on May the 13th. So there are four episodes currently available to watch on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the story builds kind of slowly. But uh, a couple episodes in is when shit gets real. Um, the story opens, it's like the late 60s, early 70s. You see a young girl playing on her front stoop. And this guy walks past, turns around, sits down on the stairs, and starts talking to her. And we instantly feel, or at least I instantly felt, that this guy is creepy as fuck. And I really wanted him to get away from her. And as she gets more creeped out and runs into her house, this guy starts walking away. And he says something really ominous and foreboding. Before the open, opening credits come in. I don't want to give too much away, but that's about it. It takes place, uh, it, it does kind of jump around in time because this guy's a time traveler, but the bulk of it is in the early 90s. This was filmed completely in Chicago. Hmm. Yay. Yeah. And Elizabeth Moss, uh, her name, she plays Kirby, who is a woman who survived this brutal assault that put her in the hospital for months. And now she's working at the Chicago Sun-Times in the archives. Okay. And she joins up with this alcoholic reporter who's played by uh, the Wagner Mora guy. And they start piecing together uh, this... Because they, they, they found a dead body in those underground tunnels. Because during this, the Chicago River leaks into those underground tunnels like it did. In real life? Remember okay. that in the 90s? And, yeah, don't you remember that in the 90s? I thought that was kind of cool that they added that in, like that actually happened. Wait, you know? what, what? Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Don't you remember when the Chicago River flooded those tunnels underground in Chicago? Do I remember Because some pylon... This? Yeah, that was in the 90s. That was in the early 90s. Oh. I Were think you... I do. Did you move out of Chicago in the early No, 90s? I moved out of Chicago in 2005. Okay, so then, yeah, you should yeah. remember this. Yeah. yeah. So this actually happened, yes. The Chicago River sprang a leak, as I like to say, because it didn't, like, overflow its banks. It leaked into tunnels underground, <laughs> which just amuses me to no end. Um, but uh, so they found a dead body in those tunnels while they were working on that leak. In this show, I don't ah, know. Okay. They found one in real life, but and then from that dead body and the reporter working on it, they piece together this trail of more dead bodies over a long string of years, going way back, and this is how she's hunting for the man who attacked her, and she learns she is the only survivor, and we see throughout her doing all this that there are very small differences. Suddenly something shifts in her world. Like the first day she's, her desk is under this leaky pipe dri that's dripping on her desk. And she's got a Godzilla coffee mug catching all the drips. And she's very 
uh, almost obsessive about lining her shit up on her desk, the pencil and the ruler and all that. And then the next day she comes in, there's a somebody new sitting at her desk, some guy, and she's like, what the fuck? And we see the coffee mug catching the drips is not her Godzilla coffee mug. And he points that her desk is all the way over there on the other side of the room where there is no leaky pipe, but all her things are perfectly lined up and her Godzilla mug is on her desk and it's empty. And one day she goes home. Her key doesn't work in the lock. She checks her ID, finds out she now lives upstairs from where she used to live. And... Those kind of subtle things. One day, people are telling her her favorite sandwich is one she's never eaten before in her life. And so we're kind of seeing that she's shifting timelines along with him and just these subtle differences. So she has this this diary that's not like a diary. It's like a list of everyday things that normal people just know, like where you live, what bus you take to work, the people around you that you're talking to and who they are and what you've learned so far. And each weird little reality shift, the book is in the same spot between her mattress and the box spring. But, yeah. So, yeah. The guy who plays the serial killer, he is creepy as fuck, and he is so good at being creepy as fuck. Right. Um, His name is Jamie Bell. He played Billy Elliot. And he was the thing in the 2015 Fantastic Four movies. And he played Bernie Taupin in Rocketman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And the serial killer, just he's brazenly walking around, openly stalking people, toying with them. And, oh, man, I just, from that first moment I saw him, I had the heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies, man. Heebie, okay, so. Yeah. Where so is the really show good. again? This is on Apple TV+. Plus. This is really good. The the trailers for it just didn't really tell me anything about what I was about to see. So I went into it pretty much knowing Elizabeth Moss is in it and it takes place in Chicago. And that was the main reason why I even gave it a shot. Mm. To see how do they use Chicago and the setting of Chicago for this. Right. And yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really good. And I don't I don't want to give much more away. I mean, I think that's just enough to get you interested in watching it, I think, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody that I've seen so far, the actors are really damn good. If, uh, Elizabeth Moss, she's Elizabeth Moss, and she does good, but if you don't really care much for her, you might not really like this. Because she is, you know, she's the main okay. character, so you're following her around. But I don't mind her. I think she's yeah. okay. I don't have any issue with okay. her. I've liked her and all the stuff she's done so far. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, so this is Shining Girls on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, give it a try. Take it out. The last thing that I saw, and I wanted to talk about it because it's opening weekend, is Doctor right. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. On a whim, just on a lark, I said to Laura, "Hey, you want to see if you want to see Doctor Strange?" She said, "Sure." So on Thursday night, I just happened to be on the AMC app and saw that there were two very good seats in the middle of the movie theater for the ten fifteen show. Well, shit, you gotta go. Like, all right, we'll do this. So got those. Poof. Now. 
getting there, all the pre-show, the pre-show was was almost 40 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. There's which I usually be... love trailers and, and all that stuff. But it meant that we didn't get out of the movie until probably 1 o'clock or so. Yeah. Which really hurt the next day. But I digress. So I have to give a certain plot point away in this, but I don't think it's anything that you will not gather from the poster or the TV commercials that are happening. So Doctor Strange begins in an alternate uh, universe. Now, Marvel has been exploring this concept of the multiverse for quite some time now. Yes. Beginning with WandaVision. You have to go all the way back to Marvel's first TV show, WandaVision, to really grasp some of what's going on. Okay. And just real quick, the New York Times has a primer of things you might want to brush up on before going to see it. And it lists the different shows and movies, which yeah, I go down and I, later. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing they'll say WandaVision, Loki, and is there another one? They list Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange, the first oh, one, yeah, Avengers: yeah. Infinity War, Avengers and then WandaVision. What if that cartoon? Yes, and what if? Yeah, and then Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah, and the bonus they say is Loki. Well, all right. So this is the first Marvel movie that does have prerequisite viewing that you have to do to to make it better and more understandable. And and while I dig on that because I've followed all of this along, a lot of people haven't. A lot of people stopped watching stuff after Infinity War and Endgame and all that other sort of stuff. And some people picked up certain TV shows and didn't pick up other TV shows. This one has required viewing for backstory because this movie launches into action right away. Oh, wow. Okay. And I knew this was going to happen, too. Remember how I said that, you know, they give the backstories of all of these things in the TV show so that they won't have to in subsequent movies? Right, right. That has come to fruition. So if you haven't seen What If, the first Doctor Strange, uh, WandaVision, and all of that stuff, you might be a little lost. Mm -hmm. But essentially... And and Spider-Man No Way Home only because it introduces holes in the multiverse. But anyway. I have not seen that one, so. Right. And 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 I won't even go into it very much, but it, yeah. So this movie starts out in an alternate universe and you realize that Doctor Strange when he dreams visits other selves in the multiverse. So they establish that when you dream, you're actually visiting an alternate self. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting concept, right? So our dreams are nothing but other Bills and Patties and whoever else is in our in our multiversal well, existence. I feel bad for some of those. What, some of the Patties? Yeah, from the craziest dreams that I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Some Bills are fucked up. But anyway... 
So to get answers about the multiverse, Doctor Strange goes to visit the one person he knows has dealings with it and and magic, and that is Wanda Maximoff. Now, from here on out, I am going to give as much of a spoiler-free review as possible, but I have to give away one plot point to to keep going. Oh, no! So if you want to hear it, go ahead. You have five, four, three, two, one. All right. If you see the poster for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you will see that Wanda has really fully evolved into the Scarlet Witch. Yes. Okay. And the Scarlet Witch is bad news. Ooh. Yes. So in the TV show WandaVision, you see that Wanda and Vision have children. Yes. And Wanda desperately wants to reconnect to those children. But they are in an alternate universe, and they went there after she created them in this other reality. So not only is Wanda Maximoff evil, she's unhinged a little bit, too. Hmm. So the rest of the movie deals with the multiverse and how to combat Wanda, and you see tons of awesome cameos. When you go to another universe Mm -hmm. to kind of wage this battle. And we find out that our Earth is Earth 616, by the way. So we're like area code 616? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. But... If you are keen, if you have followed all of the Marvel properties, and again, this is the first movie that requires you to watch the TV shows. I'm warning you now. Just to give you much more backstory, or you're going to be kind of lost. This movie is fun. It is directed by Sam Raimi, who I is. I love him. Yeah, he's great. But that means that there's also an undead quality about this movie. Well, of course. How could you not have undead in Sam Raimi? In Sam Raimi. And so this movie also has a different feel to it than a lot of the others. A lot of others feel much more action-y. This feels a lot more action undeady. All right. Good to know. But it's 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 after absorbing it for a couple of days and gaining the perspective that I have... I disagree that Loki is an additional thing you should watch. I think it is a required thing you should watch, particularly the last episode of Loki. Okay. Because it explains where the story is going. And remember a couple of episodes ago when I said I wasn't sure where all of the Marvel shit was going? Mm -hmm. I thought that... All of these were going to then turn into, okay, we'll plant a seed here and here for the next thing you're going to watch, but there's no overarching story kind of like Avengers Infinity War. No. No. They are carefully laying the groundwork for the next thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were about to say something. I don't remember. Okay. So, (laughs) Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Definitely entertaining, slightly different than the Marvel movies you've seen before, but you may need some explaining, either from a friend or some YouTube videos or whatever. But I went to go see it because I wanted the the internet not to ruin it for me, and I'm glad that I did because in prepping for the show today, 
Do not go to Wikipedia. Do not go to IMDb. Basically, do not Google Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Or Unless else you, you add show times to that. <laughs> Unless, well, right, but you can, you can do that through through an at, app. Well, yeah, exactly. Has apps? Just yeah. You know. But yes, ab- absolutely add show times to that, or else you're going to see the cast list. Oh. And trust me, you do not want to see the cast list. That is okay. part of the fun of this of new just Doctor watching Strange Watching it unfold. Movie. Okay. Yes. Can people watch only the last episode of Loki and understand that last episode? Um, no. Because so they really need to watch all of Loki then. Yeah. Uh, the first episode and the last episode of Loki. So those two together will help you understand the overarching Loki-ness of, well, of what what's Lo- going on with Loki. What Loki did was ex- was really start going into the concept of variant selves and okay. the multiverse. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm just helping anybody who has not watched yeah. Loki yeah. who might want and, to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, yes. The very first episode of Loki, you realize that the Loki that we know has variants running around. And this Loki may or may not be a variant himself. And so the time police or whatever the fuck I, they were called, mm-hmm. I don't remember, were out to stamp out alternate or alternates or variants to keep the timeline pure. Okay. Well, all of that culminates in that last episode where you meet a character named He Who Remains that explains why that's so important. Okay. And 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 all of that, and and that is the linchpin for. Everything that we are seeing right now. Okay. All right. Which brings us into something. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last week, Patty and I teased about potentially just talking about streaming services and all of that. And you found an interesting article from, where was it from? The New York Times? It's from It's from NPR. The New York Times morning newsletter led me to that article. And what was it about? It's uh, from May the 3rd, and it's about uh, John Landgraf. He is the boss at FX. He talked about peak TV during an address he gave at the TV Critics Association press tour in the summer of 2015. Um, There was a lot of talk about it, and... Essentially, what he's talking about um, with peak TV, there's just too much television. He, he used the word peak in peak TV that things had to contract at some point. You know, like right now it's expanding and it'll reach its peak and then it's going to have to contract where the number of scripted series would start to go down. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, and now FX estimates the number... Uh, that the number was 559, that's something like 40% increase over what the guy thought was going to be happening. And he talks about how we get more and more stories and more and more stuff on all these different platforms, so where you need more and more people to make it. And as that starts to come back in, a lot of these people are going to lose jobs or 
the people who are making all this stuff, instead of looking for a new person to, to come in on this project, they're just going to keep the same group of people over and over because it's easier to just grab the same person you used last time than to look for somebody new. Because it's faster and it's easier because it's instead faster, of training it's easier. them, cultivating them. And... Yeah, and rather than trying to branch out too much for your um, the minority people who work on this stuff, you might end up just the same group of white people over and over as well. And then he talks about how because you've got all this stuff, not it's going to be harder to find the good stuff of it versus just all the the stuff that's okay yeah but not great like we find a lot of stuff that's it's okay but it's not some a lot of it's not like really that great but it was fine and we've started to learn that there's certain platforms that have the really good stuff you know like apple tv plus has a lot of really good shit yeah who would have thought that the best picture of the year would have come from a streaming service Right. Right. And so because everybody's spending money on so many different platforms and there's so many out there and you don't know which one you really want to keep, some of that really great stuff is going to get overlooked. And the guy in the NPR article calls out Apple Plus's severance, which is really damn good and it's innovative and it's weird and it's provocative, but... Because you might not have time to even hunt for something like that, or you might not know anybody who mm-hmm. has Apple TV+, Plus, you'll never find it, and you'll be watching all these B-plus shows instead of the A-plus shows. Well, and the article also goes on to suggest that streaming networks are, are now brands. Yes. And, yes. and that when you go to, say, a Disney+, Plus, you know what you're getting. You've always known what you've gotten with Disney, and now there's a whole channel of it, so it's easy. Or you go to Netflix, and you know you're going to get a certain ilk of film or TV show, and so forth and so on. So in all of this, there is that branding that is going on. And what I found very, very interesting is they're exactly right. We've seen a lot of passable movies that we say are, okay, you know, watch this. But if you tell me, but if you ask me what are the titles of some of those, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Because they are okay in the moment. It's like going to the theater like you used to where you're standing in front of the marquee going, okay, what am I going to watch? What am I going to see? All right, I'll just pick something and go. And it's become that. And I I thought it was just as simple as, as just picking a streaming channel or, you know, and finding stuff there. Oh, no, once you pick a streaming channel, then you dive into even more stuff. Yeah. And how do you find the severance and and the mythic quest over some other damn fool thing? Or, and I'm not throwing shade at this, I swear to God, or another Star Trek show. No, I've enjoyed Picard. I I definitely want to check out Strange New Worlds, but is that all that channel has to offer? I don't know. I don't know. And do I want to spend money on it just for one thing to find, you know, for this one thing that I'm attracted to to find out there's nothing else there? Yeah. And that really makes me think about Netflix. 
the 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 big one of them all. And I mm-hmm. and I don't mean that just in terms of of money. It is certainly the most expensive. But in terms of longevity, it's been around the long, longest. It's what started this whole shenanigans and was the one that really exploded when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yes. But is that the one that should go? Netflix has a lot of great shows and a lot of great movies. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But is there so much on Netflix? Whereas, you know, on Disney Plus, you're going to get Star Wars or the Avengers or you're going to get, you know, your like Percy Jackson's of the world or whatever and know that that's what I'm going to get versus going to Netflix and and basically being in a city with no map. Yeah. 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 I don't, I, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. Cuz the stuff that that I've looked at on Netflix, of course, it's all fed through an algorithm also. Once you so, select something, yeah. it's part of your fucking algorithm forever and it'll and it'll keep feeding you suggestions to watch that stuff. So, one of the shows that I'm watching, um, Woke they talk about getting revenge on somebody by fucking with their Netflix algorithm <laughs> and highlighting stuff in their in their That's profile, amazing. so that yeah. other stuff so that other stuff comes up. I thought that that was hilarious, but <laughs> it's true hysterical. though. So Netflix is going to keep providing action movies for me that are okay. Yeah, but are they great? What am I missing on Netflix because yeah. of that? I just and I pay what twenty twenty two dollars a month for that privilege. It's a lot of fucking money every year. Yeah, it is. So what do you have right now? What services? Yeah. That I'm paying for. Yeah. I've got Netflix, Paramount Plus, Hulu, HBO Max, Apple TV Plus, and then Vicky. Those are the ones. Oh, and Disney Plus, which I paid for, which I looked it up, and I don't have the next payment isn't due until November of 2023. Okay. Because of that early deal. And then I'm also paying for Dish Network, and that includes Epics. Wow. And then I have Discovery Plus and AMC Plus through Verizon for free. I don't pay for them, but I get to use them right now. Which was very clever because I think they discovered, because I have AT&T, that's how I got HBO Max for free. Mm-hmm. Which I'm quite enjoying because it's, it seems far more theatrical. Yeah, I like HBO Max, definitely. I don't think I would get rid of that one at all. Yeah. If I were to get rid of any. So something else from this article, which is interesting. It says here, uh, the the... the The critic, actually, in this article, hits on something. As a critic, I do feel overwhelmed by the amount of television, but not by the amount that's terrible, most of which that person ignores. He feels overwhelmed by the amount that's okay, perfectly fine, watchable Mm -hmm. but unremarkable. The 10-episode series that should be four the four-episode series that should be a movie, the A-for-effort project that just doesn't quite get to where it's trying to 
to go. The adaptation of true events that's well made but has little to add to the podcast it's based on. So, and I and I totally understand that. I, I, but it's hard, though, because there is a fear of missing out. Oh, totally, yeah. Now, I'm not getting rid of HBO Max because I have AT&T, and I get that as part of my, my cell phone service, so that's not yeah. going anywhere. <sighs> I actually watch Hulu all the time to catch up on stuff like 911, 911 Lone Star, a few other shows. I discovered Woke there. I discover, uh, welcome to welcome to Flatch is on, on Hulu. Can't wait for that to get back on the air. So Hulu ain't going nowhere, even though that's... I could get rid of Hulu. Could you? I don't watch any... I don't go to Hulu to look for anything. Dwight has more often gone to Hulu to find things, but I haven't. But would he miss it if you got rid of it? Probably not. Okay. Because he mostly sits and looks at weird YouTube videos all day. Okay. Which (laughs) I do, too. I I have my clickbait videos... Yeah. And I watch them. And sometimes, like for Doctor Strange, I'll go to those to explain shit to me. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon is actually... If, oh, if... I forgot about Amazon Prime because that's Amazon Prime. and Yeah. Yeah. So there's Amazon Prime... But of the of M, of all the networks that I go to, or networks, listen to me, of all the streaming services that, that we go to, I go to Amazon Prime the least. That would be before Hulu, but at the, it would be Amazon, Hulu, and the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Netflix, we go to, I would say, kind of all the time. Yeah, that's the top one on the list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a multiplex. You know you're mm-hmm. going to find something to watch. Correct, yeah. You know, so I'm not getting rid of that. Although, I do not like the fact that they are going to go to a paid service where you get commercials. Well, it's no different than Hulu where you have the paid commercial one and then you have the top tier that's no commercials. I that's know. That's what they're going to do. But And that's fine. But I hope that I am already at that top tier. I, right. I don't know, want that top tier to be more than what I'm already paying. But right. I don't think people would pay 20 bucks to watch something with ads because Hulu's thing with ads is like $5. Right, right. I mean, Apple is $10 to watch with no ads. Right. So yeah, yeah I I wouldn't I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for something nobody with would. ads. Nobody, nobody would pay would. twenty dollars for something with ads. No. So and I think they're going to add the lower tier to get those people who dropped Netflix when the price hiked to come back. And in discussing it at home, we would probably go to the lesser tier because we don't care so much about ads. We put up with them anyway. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what I would do. As long as they don't interrupt a movie with ads, then I'm fine. Like if they showed an ad or or six before a movie, fine. If they mm-hmm. showed an ad or two after the movie, whatevs. Nobody's gonna watch them if they're after the movie. They'd have to be before. Well, it would have to. You're right. It'd have to so, be before. No skipping. Right, and no skipping. So if they showed three minutes of ads before their latest film, fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I would not be paying twenty dollars if commercials were involved. Fuck that. No, no that's not, not happening. At all. 
Apple TV Plus, I think, is going to be the ultimate winner in all of this just because their their brand has become synonymous with I don't want to say art house stuff, but but just really high quality stuff. Yeah, I would agree. The quality stuff that it's good. It's damn good. They're they're curating a good amount of original programming that actually is original and and good. Although C was really pretty crappy. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that. Well, oh, it was. It was really bad. But every but everybody's but everything got a else. But they've gotten some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the only thing that I agree with in the article about that is in they need to start taking time to cultivate new talent and new voices and all that. Because if they yeah. don't, then we're going to still get the same voices in the room. And we need different voices in the room, women voices, people of color voices. We need all of that. And there's no way to do it unless those people are brought up through that very system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but the system is willing to take a chance on these new voices instead yeah. of going to the same ones all the time. All the time. In the in the effort to get out as much programming as possible. Mm-hmm. Because they're all fighting themselves now. It's like Lord of the Flies, but with streaming channels. Yeah, seriously. Paramount Plus, I... It is great for Picard. I'm actually in, in for a penny and for a pound with that. Need to watch the very last episode of season two. I'm willing to watch Strange New Worlds the Christopher Pike series. Yeah. But I am afraid that that is becoming the Star Trek network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to pay, I mean, even though it's relatively inexpensive, I think it's five, six bucks a month. It's $5.99. It's $5.99. So six bucks a month. But that's still $72 a year. Yes. Am I going to get $72 a year worth of entertainment? Probably not. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to have a hard conversation about that one. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus, we are absolutely keeping. Well, yeah, I'm stuck with it until 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I prepaid for it as well, so that's all right. I prepaid, and then Verizon gave me a free year or something, so that kicked my my prepaid back a bit. So, yeah. But but Disney Plus (laughs) is also very good at generating programming that cross promotes with other programming that's an important issue as well like the kenobi series that's coming up oh yeah yeah you know that's all part of the star wars universe you know Mm -hmm. you have all the marvel stuff that bleeds into and out of other marvel tv shows and other marvel movies yeah they've managed to acquire the franchises that franchise that franchise And then you have beautiful stuff like Turning Red, which oh, yeah, can debut. Red. You have all the Disney back catalog of movies and mm-hmm. stuff like and that. And Fox you, things now, too. Yeah, you can't go, you really can't go wrong with it, especially if you have kids. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Um, other than that, what I, I touched on Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Paramount Plus, HBO the Max. One. Oh, fuck Peacock. I, I have Peacock free. I am not paying yeah. for Peacock because there's yeah. some things you could watch on it for free. Yeah. And Which so is... I could page through it and see 
is there anything really real on there? And I have really not looked at much of anything on there. Which is weird because I, I have Comcast, so Peacock, Peacock. Oh, my God, my Chicago just came out a lot. <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> I need a dog, too. There. My Peacock over there. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, I have Peacock because we subscribe to Comcast. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I would not pay for it. I think it's a shitty platform. I think it's slow. It, it's just not great. But every now and then, when they show like Halloween Kills day and date with it being released in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. or they'll pull a day and date release thing, I, I get on board with it. Mm. So if there is some way that PCAC can... <laughs> can strike that kind of deal then i'd be interested but i would certainly not pay for it if and and sidebar there are some things on peacock now that are not available on other streaming services because it's all nbc owned correct yes so that's nbc world so you're talking about parks and recreation and all that other sort of stuff but still it's a horrible platform comparatively speaking Mm-hmm. And speaking of platforms, have you? Do you have Voodoo? I have Voodoo. I don't really go there that often. If you go there now, Voodoo has been merged with Fandango. Oh, it has got a whole new look to its own platform. It looks mm. a lot like Disney Plus now. Actually, it's really oh. cool. It looks really cool, but it's still okay. the same shop for movies kind of mm-hmm. thing or rent movies. Okay. That to me is turning into more of a sort of blockbuster situation. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh I just was impressed with how it looks now. But I go there if I want to buy something. Okay. And add it to my personal digital movie library. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's it, man. I'm I'm tapped out. I can't I can't subscribe to any more. I can't. And it's hard. Unless we got paid, and, and I know I kid around a lot, but unless we got paid to do this show five days a week, there is absolutely too much shit to watch. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, and there's too many streaming services because there's a crap load that are already free with ads, you know, Pluto and Tubi, etc. And then... I add in Vicky, which is 10 bucks a month for me to watch my Asian Korean stuff without ads. Right. I went ahead and that gives me there's another with that $10 you get another tier of stuff available of the content as well. Um I think you could watch some stuff on Vicky for free, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. And then with the AMC Plus and the Discovery Plus that I'm not paying for because of Verizon, I don't know if I would keep them once the Verizon thing is over. I, I mean, AMC Plus does have some decent new shows, um, almost like kind of on that same Apple Plus uh, level of good. But at the same time, I haven't really felt the need to go back to that app to yeah. look at anything. And Discovery Plus just had a couple of documentaries I wanted to watch. And I've watched them and now there's nothing else on there. There really is yeah. nothing else on there I want to look at. And 
could I have lived without seeing those documentaries? Hell yeah. Mm. But well, because it's free and I've already got it, why not? But if we got paid to watch TV all day, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. is what critics get to do. They get to watch yeah, yeah. TV and movies all day, every day. It's what they do. We still wouldn't make a dent in no, what's no. out there. No, it, not it turns into what commercials are out there, how something is marketed, and how loudly it shouts. Yeah. You know, because there's just no other way. And I started thinking about this today. I need to keep a pad of paper next to the the TV just to write down, oh, that looks interesting, jot down blank, and then yeah, go I've, look for it later. In my notebook, I've got pages at the back of stuff to look for and watch that I, because it's become such a long list, I haven't gone to look for them. Yeah. And then there is stuff I know we were going to watch and, you know, actively seek out, but I've forgotten it. And I don't want to start something else because then that pushes that one thing that we were going to make a priority back even further. Yeah. Well, and then also my notebook is things I have watched so I don't forget because there is that stuff that was fine, but not really great enough to remember. And see, that sucks. That sucks. So here's the question for everybody out there. Two questions. What streaming services do you have? And if you had to get rid of one of them, which one would you jettison? Sidebar question, why? And have you ever looked at how much per month you are spending on these? Oh, yeah. Let's let's not even get into the economics of it because... I added the ones that I pay for monthly up. Yeah. And for that amount, I could probably just get basic cable. Yeah. And we have basic cable. Well, we have cable, and it comes with a sports package because we need us some football. Sorry. You know, that's yeah. that was and another I did not good $10 include, we spent. Yeah. I didn't include what I've already paid for Disney Plus because that's already paid for. Yeah. And I don't include the Amazon Prime because that's over and done with already, too. Yeah. I did not include my Dish Network subscription either. And then you might want to include in that your cost of your internet because you can't use those streaming services without internet. Uh, The only reason I would fight you on that is because you still can't do work without the internet either. Well, I can't work without the internet, which is why the internet I have is probably like twice what most people pay for internet because I have business level Oh, I see. Okay. Well, all right. So if you. I paid for that to try and have a better avenue to complain when shit goes wrong. Yeah. I figured a business is more likely to get attention than a homeowner. And so, yeah. So then the question is do you pay for additional Wi Fi services in your home or internet in your home to be able to stream and do work? Or is it all part of your same basic network? Because mine is still part of my same basic network, so I don't include the internet. But Patty's right. You get, you need that to be able to get on the train of all this other shit. Yeah, to be able to, to even cut your cable cord if that's something you're looking to do. But if I cut out everything that we watched, 
you know, and just, you know, relied on our voodoo library and, and regular old TV when it was on, probably save close to 70, 80 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I got rid of all these Easy. apps, I would save about I, I, 65 bucks. Yeah. If I get rid of just the apps I'm paying for, yep. not including the Disney and the Amazon Prime, if I were yeah. to get rid of those. Yep. And 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 just uh, use like the free services that are there. Yeah, but then I checked out some of those free services too, and it's all the old stuff. I mean, so if you're a into lot of old it is stuff, a lot of the old stuff, yeah. You know, like Tubi TV and and mm-hmm. Pluto TV and all that stuff. If you're into old stuff and you want to stream and you don't want to pay for it, those are your apps. Well, and if you want to stream like Asian shows or you know Korean stuff, Asian Crush is one that has stuff you could stream. And I found another app that I checked out, but it didn't have anything I wanted to watch, and it was all live streaming of things. So oh. I would need to know when this is going to be on to find it to keep watching oh. it. And I forgot about an app that I subscribed to a while ago, Broadway. Oh, oh yeah, that one. So if you, because there, there are other channels too. We're just talking about TV and movies. There's an opera channel. Right. There, there, you know, there's Broadway. So there are ways to consume a ton more shit. And then there's, there's one you could do through your library too. Oh yeah, 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 You just need to hook your library card, but you got to check your library to see what app they use. Yeah, actually Laura and Terry do that too. But yeah. it's it's just it's phenomenal the amount of shit, and they wonder why we share passcodes, right? They yeah. wonder why we share passcodes. You greedy fuckers! It's because you're so damn expensive, and there are so many of you that it makes economical sense for us boots on the ground for one person to buy one service, another person to buy another, and then we switch so that we have all of your shit. Yeah. It's just that simple. And if you can't get that through your heads, then your system is going to crash. Yeah, yeah. If we are already at peak TV, or it, even in the article, they said there might be coming super peak TV. Yeah. More than 559 scripted shows a year. I mean, how is anybody going to be able to... And that's to... just scripted shows. Is that including movies? Probably, well, it's probably, oh. I don't think it is including movies. I think yeah, that's just I think the scripted right. television. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shit out there. There is. There's a fuckload out there. And it's becoming harder and harder to say, hey, Patty, watch this, or hey, Bill, watch that. One, because there's so much other shit to watch. Yeah, Two, you're like, I'll add that in at some point. I'll add that in at some point if I'm still interested. Mm-hmm. Two, what if I don't pay for that service? Then I would have to get that service to watch it. And then invest the time it takes to actually watch all this shit when so yeah. much other shit is, is out there. Yeah. So it's going to come down to advertising and ultimately paring shit down so that your choices become more limited so therefore it's easier to find either something of quality or to stay where you are to just give yourself a mental break of not having to go all over like 10 different apps to find shit yeah yeah ah 
it's frustrating. And I and you think you can start paring stuff down, and then you realize where certain things you watch come from, and it's and that's how they get you. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, so anyway, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. What do you watch? Where? And can you cut it out? Which which streaming services would you cut? Or engage with us on social media at the watchlist pod. Hashtag the watchlist pod. Or just tag us individually at Pirate Alice or at Bill Ivory Larson. Let us know these things. Because seriously, we work for you. We want to make your shit easier. And help you find the right service that's got what you'd want to watch. Right. Because I realize that I, if I were to go back over all of our shows, I tend toward action, sci-fi type shit. Mm-hmm. You gravitate toward Asian, South Korean stuff, which is all well and fine. And in as the well grand... as sci-fi and sci-fi, sure, and all that fantasy horror kind of shit. Right, but but we're missing other dramas and stuff that oh, certain yeah. people yeah. might be interested in, or documentaries or other stuff like that. Because quite frankly, we're not getting paid to watch TV from nine a.m. to five p.m. or even nine a.m. to uh, 2am. Yeah. Oh my God. Which it's so easy to do. Yeah. But I would, you're when I would you're binging probably, something and, <gasps> I would probably I just slit my wrist next. at that point. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> oh my God. And still not make a dent. Because uh, what yeah, if we get yeah. hooked on a show too? That, you know, uh, that's happening to me. I get hooked on a show and I got to keep watching it till it ends. And yeah. when they make me wait till the next week, I get mad. Well, I do. I get mad now. I'm yeah, like, but that's how did you? How could you end that on that freaking cliffhanger? So now I gotta wait. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but but that's all business too. Because if they got I know, you, I know. It keeps me going. It keeps yeah. you going with the subscription, and, and you I can't don't just free subscribe it away. Exactly. I get or all that. Or I have to wait until all the episodes are dropped. I mean, I have three more episodes of Woke. And then I'm looking for another, like, Just Me show. Okay. But then when I find it, I'll be all up into that and watch yeah. that. And not anything else. But there's other stuff that we watch, and there's it just... so much Like, stuff, it's yeah. good, good enough to keep going with. Mm-hmm. And, and Orville is coming back, Oh, finally. my gosh, that's right, yes. So, uh, <sighs> anyway, my brain hurts. Let us know what you yeah. think. Hit us back on on the socials and all that. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we appreciate each and every one of you. Especially, well, not especially. We appreciate all of you, whether it is nationally or internationally. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and downloading our show. And and tell your friends to listen to us as well. Domo arigatou gozaimashita. For our listener in Japan. Excellent. Excellent. All right. You guys take care. We're going to go back and watch more TV now. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. Be safe. And we will talk to you soon. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.